This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Every week we're here with you. Welcome to your weekend. We're into June. The weather is beautiful. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco, and we are presented as always by the fine folks at Prop Swap and the Prop Swap app. And we have a lot to talk about, as uh, is most often the case with NBA Finals games and Conference Finals and the Stanley Cup playoffs, baseball underway, futures markets. We always love exploring those. And game one in the books in the finals, Mikey, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about game two coming up later this weekend. But it is always a pleasure to be here with you talking sports and sports gambling. Yeah, you and Randy Carr, good to talk to you. Good to talk to everybody. My life's in disarray at this moment, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. My lovely wife, Bebe, is going out of town. And uh, to be quite honest with you, I'm the one that used to go out of town all the time. You know, whether it be remotes in Vegas, New York, Seattle, what have you. Uh, she's going out of town, and uh, Lotto and I are left here for three days. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good sign, but she says, here's some food for you. And she's also got the 911 number pasted on Of course, on right. I mean, I mean, she's got everything set for me. Why do I think this whole house will be in disarray by the time she gets there? I, I'm the only guy that says she, she, she's ready to leave. And I go, when are you coming back? I mean, already. So uh, What are you going to do all weekend for the next three days? Pray. Pray. I'm doing a lot of praying. I mean, by God, I got to give the dog pills. You know what I yeah, mean? We got every, yeah, there's cabinets for this, cabinets for that. You know what I mean? Stuff that I, I'm not used to doing. So, you know what? I, I mean, I, I haven't put my thumb in my mouth for years. <laughs> I woke up this morning with my thumb in my mouth, and I, I got to admit it was rather tasty. But it's going to be fine. Uh, my my Warriors lose last night uh, in a shocker 40-16. to 16. They're outscored. How about that and, in the fourth? Yeah. And if you tell me what Tatum and Brown are going to do from the field, I'm going, okay, they're going to lose. And then all of a sudden, everything turns around, and they just have a complete blowout in the fourth quarter, which I think was shocking to everybody. I was. It was shocking to me watching yep. it. It was shocking at just how quickly it had happened. It was like, wait a minute, all this, like, Boston's right. up 15? Like, what in the world? And it's just when you're cannon threes like that, um, I think at one point they had, I think it was four consecutive three-pointers made. And when you rattle off that kind of uh, little spurt, all of a sudden – the game changes on a dime. And You're you right don't about- have a spurt yourself. And, I mean, my God, Curry's 12 for 25. I know. And, like I said, you look at Tatum's game and you say, okay, they won look, Golden State. Tatum, but they didn't. Tatum went scoreless in the fourth quarter. He now, dished out the assist. I'll he, give him he, that. You're right. Yeah, it's 100%. He was making the, the, the right basketball play quite often. Right. He had four assists and guys were making those shots. But I think Jason Tatum finished uh, three, what was it, three of 15, three of 17, whatever three of 17? it was. Yeah, three of 17. When that happens, you would not expect no. the Celtics to win sort of going away, and that's what they did. I think this is going to be a long series. I think these two teams are very, very good, and if I were Golden State, I wouldn't be panicking too much. I think no. the stat is like the Warriors have won a road game in a playoff series for like 26 consecutive series. It's something crazy. But they, they lost know the they can win on the road. For the first time in this in this whole thing. They did. Doing, they did. But, but they know they can win oh, on the sure. road. And that's that's huge for them. So well, I, I don't think I there's them. any panic. I'm not panicking. That's why I picked them. But I was still stunned by 
just the, the, the caliber of play in the fourth quarter and how they seem to lose their way. And you got to give uh, Boston credit. They put the clamps down on them. Yeah. They make things difficult. Uh, you know, you live by the sword. You die by the sword. Uh, but I'm with you, Carm. I think there's going to be some adjustments. Yeah, I, Everything I, will be back to the maybe 1-1 by the time we're done. It could be. Now, game two is not until Sunday. They're right. spreading it out. Teams will be rested. I'm cool with that. I think it does help the players a little bit at this point in the I season. I used to love it when they played seven, seven games in six days. Right. Two in one day, and they the legs would be going. It was survival of the fittest. Now, you have no excuses, basically, unless you just have a rash of injuries. Yeah, right. Like, it does help, I think. Um, oh, absolutely. By spreading it out a little bit. I, I do think, as always is the case, especially with teams that are as well run as these two, there will be adjustments that are going to be made. I think Boston made a nice adjustment Hell in yeah. game. Horford. Uh, Horford. How was, about that guy? He, I, I, I had him done three years ago with Philadelphia or wherever. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, what can you say? Like, right? it's just he's he's 35 years old at this point, I think, yep. Al Horford, something like that, 36 years old. He had he had held the record for the most playoff games, I think. Um, was it – maybe it's just active players. But, like, he had had the most career playoff games without ever having appeared in the finals. And mm-hmm. now he's finally there. Yep. He was terrific yesterday. I think Boston got the message loud and clear too early on. You can't play Daniel Tice. I mean, you just can't. They made a nice Oof. adjustment to how they were guarding all those Curry uh, ball screens. Uh, Curry went nuts early. Here's my question. Did Steve Kerr keep Steph Curry on the bench too long in the second quarter? Because he played all 12 minutes of the first. He was 7-9 from the floor, 6-8 of eight from distance, 21 points, 2 assists, 3 rebounds, 1 steal. Right. Then he only plays 6 minutes in the second quarter, over 2 from the field, 1 rebound, 1 turnover, and the Celtics have a 2-point lead yeah. at halftime. Did Kerr make a mistake by sitting Steph Curry too long, I wonder? Maybe he did. I think that, you know, it's going to be a long series. Like we said, we don't panic about the one game. But as coaches, and I coached for six years, you look at what you did wrong or what you did right. Uh, my coach, uh, Tom Les, used to tell me, I go, I think we're going to win tonight. What do you think? He goes, we're not playing. But you do make uh, decisions that can affect uh, your game. And in the second quarter, you're not panicking. Like you said, the Celtics are only up a couple. But if you look back as a coach, if you're Steve Kerr, you say maybe a little more time hmm. should have been given. So here are a couple of interesting stats and a couple of interesting trends. As I we love get interesting ready. stats. Right? This, yeah. is, this is good stuff going into game two. On Sunday night. Did and you do your homework again? I, I did. I try to always. Five years running almost. <laughs> I had us almost five years running. Well, we're probably only four years, but that's the way. Uh, yeah, four, I, I think. I listened it's... to the show, by the way, four times last week. What an outstanding show. You go 1-0. Oh. Really? I went 0-1, oh and one, but then I go... I win the baseball game on the bonus pick. Right. And the, to- the next day, though... Yes. It was game one with the same matchup. Next time, I'll just say, folks, if we're rained out, you know... if. I won't just say we're postponed. I didn't know that was going to be the same situation. They end up winning. Uh, Randy goes one and one. So we had a pretty good day. Pretty good weekend again last yeah. week. Absolutely yep. did. Uh, so here we go. Warriors. Did Marquis call you yet? Did who? Marquis. No, they did okay. not. Yeah, I've been waiting. <laughs> I don't think. Let's not hold our breath. All right. Well, if I do, I'll be blue. <laughs> Warriors are, as we tape the show, we're doing the podcast this Friday uh, morning here. And so the game, game two is not till Sunday night. But right. we're looking at the Warriors minus four, a total of 215 and a half. Here's what is uh, very impressive about the Celtics and what they're doing in this postseason. Boston is now eight and two straight up. 
eight one and one against the spread on the road in the playoffs. Very impressive. Also been a strong road dog all season, going sixteen nine and one against the number. Mike had mentioned this though a few minutes ago. For the first time this postseason, the Warriors were defeated. Yep. On uh, in Chase Arena on their home floor, the Warriors are nine and one straight up, seven and three mm-hmm. against the spread at home. So. Couple of interesting different trends and numbers to look at there as we start to handicap game two. Something tells me the Warriors come out and bounce back in game two. Even if they don't, I'm not going to worry. Now, if they go down 3 0, or if it's, you know, if they lose, if they're down 2 0, it's going to be tough for them. But I still won't panic. But if they get that third loss, or if it's 3 1, it's going to be tough for them. I mean, they did put the, look. Boston can play loosey-goosey. I think, though, with Golden State pressed against the wall, I'm with you, Carm. Yeah, I just have a feeling the way this team uh, understands the ebbs and flows of postseason basketball and these final series, all the experience they have, how great that home court has been for them, how into the games the crowd has been. Something tells me with a couple of extra days to tweak and prepare that they will bounce back in game two on Sunday night. Boston is now a minus 190 favorite to win the series. Mm. The Warriors are plus 160. We can delve more into that when we talk to Luke Pergandy coming up next. You do have to start to wonder, you know, for the people that maybe had some of those Celtic tickets for whatever reason, if they had an inkling back in January, February, when Boston was 50 to 1, 30 to 1, now they're a series favorite. Like, what are people going to do with those Celtics tickets? Yeah, I said they should sell them, and Absolutely. maybe I was wrong. No, I don't think you are, though, Mike. I don't, and I still think... No, cash the money now and then bet Celtics again. That's if you it. Want. If you want... I mean, you're sitting on gold. If you've yep. got a Celtics at 25-1 to 1 ticket, you're sitting on gold, folks. And there might be even, you know, even more out there because... They were such a big underdog when they they came out of the gates and struggled as much as they did in the first 35-40 games of the season. So we'll talk about that with Luke coming up. Want to look at the updated NBA MVP uh, NBA Finals MVP odds with the guys as well. So we will discuss that with Luke when we return. We'll give you some best plays, Stanley Cup action, baseball. Got to talk to Mike about my White Sox. My God, they're driving me crazy. So we got a lot to do and a long way to go. We're just getting warmed up. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. We do the show every week. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap on the ESPN Chicago app. Of course, you'll get the encore replay on AM 1000. Tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, and every Saturday morning from 8 until 9. Yeah. Mike and I talked a lot about uh, Game 1 last night, Celtics-Warriors, a little preview of Game 2, and let's talk about what to do with those futures wagers. He joins us every week. He is one of the founding members of PropSwap.com and the great PropSwap app. It is where America buys and sells its sports wagers. He is Luke Pergandy. Hello, come on, Bell. Hey, Mike. Hey, Carm. <laughs> What's, What's up, buddy? Up, buddy? How are you? Doing well. How are you guys? We're great. Uh, You know, we've talked about this here for the last couple of weeks. Anybody that was wise enough to jump on Boston, if you had some foresight back in January, February, you're sitting on a golden ticket right now, Luke. I mean, they were 50 to one. They 60 to one. I think even at some books, they are now a minus 190 favorite to win the NBA finals after stealing home court from the Warriors last night. 
Are you being contacted by people with some of these tickets? Are we seeing tickets be posted? Like, what should people be doing with those Celtics futures tickets if they have them? Yeah, no, I mean, I'll, I'll do. I mean, they were they were a hundred and fifty to one. Unbelievable. This, this team was. I mean, this is this would be one of the biggest NBA underdogs in history if they were to pull this off. Um, but you know, obviously, with prop swap, like this thing's basically a winner already. Yep. Right, because as you just said, their odds are down to you can find them at minus one eighty. Yeah, right now. So if you have a hundred and fifty to one Celtics future and you can sell that on Prospot after one game at minus one eighty, I mean that's a winner. So yeah. um, you know, disregard the notion that uh, long shots in the NBA don't hit, which was it was fair for you know obviously the nineties where the Bulls were just completely dominating and then the Warriors had a run. You know, over the last decade, like, long shots were tough to find in the NBA. I understood um, the idea that people were like, well, like, they just don't really hit in the NBA, maybe in college football or college basketball perhaps, but the NBA just kind of had the favorites winning every year. It'd be a top three or four team, but, you know, no longer. Uh, this this Celtics team has punched Golden State in the mouth and, um, you know, <laughs> Al Horford was the player of the game last night, you know, I could argue, so... Um, nobody saw this coming. And, uh, and to your point, yes, we have had a handful of, of people say, hey, I've got this Celtics future. How much can I get for it? Um, I'm sure more will roll in as the weekend goes along there. Yeah, if you're stuck with the Golden State ticket now, let's say you have a Golden State ticket, uh, you're hoping that they do win the second game of, of the series. But if they go down 2-0, are you in prop swap limbo? Yeah, I mean, if they go down 2-0, so, you know, obviously before the series it. started, they were around minus 150, uh, Golden State was. So we had a ticket sell. We had This was a new prop swap record. This guy, he had a, it was a very simple bet. It was a two-leg parlay. It was the Rams to win the Super Bowl, and then the Golden State Warriors to win the NBA Finals. Mm. And this one single bet, Sold five separate times wow. um, since it got created. I created in September, sold in November, sold again in January, sold in March, sold in April, and then sold this week. And like you mentioned, the Warriors. So this this ticket sold at odds of minus one forty two. It was an initial thirty five dollar wager, and sold for eighteen hundred dollars mm. this week at odds of minus one forty two. So you know these customers are they're not the originator of the ticket, but Five separate people have made money on a prop swap bet um, on a simple two-leg parlay. So uh, you could be making money, and uh, you know if this if Boston takes Game Two in Golden State, obviously the seller of this Golden State it's basically a one-leg you know Golden State future. Now uh, he's going to look pretty smart. Are you surprised Tatum is now the favorite to win Finals MVP at plus one twenty-five, or is that just? Books are afraid to overreact too much by a bad game last night because they don't want people, you know, they don't want to hang four to one. And then everybody's like, oh, Jason Tatum at four to one. I'll go grab that. I mean, he's plus 125, and he did not have a great game last night. Like you said, Horford was probably their player of the game. Jalen Brown was awesome in the second half. So are you surprised Tatum is the finals MVP favorite right now? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, he really didn't play that well last night. Uh, he is the leader of this team, to be clear. Like, yes. There's no doubt about it. He is he's the star of the show, but, uh, you know, if he comes out flat again, uh, and, you know, say to get the doors blown off in game two, 
uh, I have a tough time making him the MVP. You know, I to grab Steph at plus money right now could be interesting. I mean, he <laughs> that first quarter he had that was like a circus show that he was like putting on. I mean, he he just wasn't missing in the first quarter. I think it was the most it was his best finals quarter in, in history um, for for his career. So. Um, yeah, I would I would probably grab Steph Curry at plus money if if the Warriors are I'm looking at FanDuel right now if the Warriors are plus 140 and Steph is plus 145 I'm sure if you shop around you can even get a better number and we actually have a couple on PropSwap um, as always you can submit bids on PropSwap mm-hmm. and see if someone will take two to one you know on your Steph Curry MVP ticket mm-hmm. I would grab that just because I don't see anyone else on that team winning a finals MVP besides Steph. So if you're going to bet on, you know, Golden State to win, you might as well take a Curry to win MVP bet at a better number. Yeah. All right. And my favorite uh, ticket right now, by the way, at PropSwap is a four-leg parlay. These are uh, winners. Uh, Rangers to win the Stanley Cup. Celtics to win the NBA Finals. They're up 1-0. Belgium to win the World Cup later in the year. Uh, sadly, they have to play that in the winter because of its location. Yeah, and then the Yankees to win the World Series. I love that ticket. I mean, like, yeah, it's if a you, great ticket. Wait, Belgium's gonna. I'm worried about Belgium. Me too, Mike. But I mean, if you get they one, got great waffles. Though. If you get one leg of it, like, if you yep. could get the Celtics to win it, and if the Rangers mm-hmm. could then advance, you can put it like, down. yes, right, Luke. I mean, like that. That yeah. is a pretty cool ticket. Totally. Yeah, I've, I've, people have been posting these like longer leg parlays, these multiple leg parlays, and. That's, I agree. I mean, that's you're already you're in a nice position with Boston. New York's got a shot. I love so this. Their coach Gerard Gallant was the former coach of the Golden Knights right. during their yep. uh, Stanley Cup run. He is an excellent living in Vegas at the time when the Golden Knights started. I I had some season tickets that we went to a lot of games, and I never understood why the Golden Knights fired him. Yeah, um, this guy is a super good coach, and and coaching actually is quite relevant in hockey. Yeah. Um, this Rangers team was terrible, you know, two years ago. They were the worst teams in the league. So for him to have this turnaround is is evidence that um, it's relevant. And now they're they're in a nice position. They're and, about plus three fifty right now to win it all. And they got a goalie that's pr- playing great. We know how important that is uh, to win a cup. Luke, have a great weekend as always, buddy. Uh, we appreciate the time, and we encourage everyone to download that free app. Uh, download the Prop Swap app or go to PropSwap.com. We'll talk to you next Friday, buddy. Thanks, Karen. Bye, Mike. See you later, Luke. There he is. It's our guy, Luke Pergandy. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram, at Luke Pergandy. Yeah, Tatum is now your finals MVP favorite. I don't get that. He's got to have super games then. After that, he's got to have great games like he had a poor game. What's Jalen Brown right now? Jalen Brown's 5-1. How about Smart? Smart is 18-1. The guy I like, depending on which team you think to win, like if you still think the Warriors are going to win, I kind of like Wiggins at eighty to one. Wiggins was having a good game yeah. again last night. Well, I'll I tell you, I, Smart kept them in early. Yeah, kept them in early. They were hitting threes early, and Smart made a couple big threes early. Played some good D. He surprised me more than any Celtic. Don't you think though, if the Warriors win, it's going to be Steph? Has Steph's Steph. never won the MVP. I know, but Durant was on two of the two yeah, of the teams, and, 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 and it was weird in fifteen. Right, like, right. yeah. yeah. Was, by, yeah. By, by the way, real quickly, that's can, true. Can, can we just stop already? Draymond Hall of Fame. He's not. He's a really good player. He's Randy not. Hates that he's not a Hall of Famer. Horse Grant. He's not a Hall of Famer. He's, he's a, a really good. Horse Grant. He's a really good player. Really yeah. good player. The one thing I would remind you is that, and I, and I agree with you, Randy. I don't think he is either. But it seems like. 
everybody gets into the basketball hall of fame, right? I mean, like, yeah, everybody. It's not a true. They're just kind of like, yeah, yeah, I'll put them in. We'll, we'll, we'll put that guy. I don't. I bet you he'll go in. Yeah, I, and I, but I agree with you, Randy. Like, I don't think he's a hall of famer. He but gets four rings. He's in. That's like, the thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's going to have all the rings. They're going to, yeah, we'll put him in. Why not? They kind of put everybody Andy's in. Andy's a personality. He that is. Helps. He's, he, it's love him or hate him. The yep. guy's been a big personality these last uh, five, six, seven, eight years. So, all right, we got more to do. When we come back, we're going to talk some baseball. I do want to talk uh, a little bit more with Mike about the Stanley Cup playoffs, about how well the Rangers are playing and the trend of how well they're playing at home. They have another home game tonight, game two of that series. So, we will get into all of that. Don't go anywhere. It's Mike and Carmen. We're cruising along. We are the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. In one of our breaks... Mike was just talking to me about the great Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones. I tell you, Mick Jagger's a marvel. The guy's got a 28-inch waist. <laughs> He's like 80. He works out. He's 78. He runs the – I mean, I saw him. I've seen him three, four times. Uh, I do know – it looks like he had some facial work done. He I doesn't bet, have the wrinkles yeah. he once had. Mike, did you uh, ever interview him? No. No. I, oh, I'd give anything to interview Mick Jagger. I mean, that uh, would be something, huh? It would be great if anybody could interview him. He's, he's tough, you know, but uh, no, I interviewed Wilson Pickett, uh, Wicked Pickett. <laughs> I interviewed uh, a lot of the uh, disco uh, 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 people back in the day, too. Back in the, uh, especially when Jilly's was rolling on Rush Street. Oh, God, yeah. Thelma Houston. Don't leave me this way. She sang it live on my show. Wow. Uh, I mean, just people like that, but. Uh, uh, not no no Mick Jagger anybody that gets interviewed Oof, him that's imagine. a problem right oh my god that absolutely. that trends <laughs> yeah um, all right let's talk some baseball oh. uh, I've been putting this off here on uh, this week's edition of the odds couple presented by Prop Swap it's Mike and Carmen with you um, I mean my White Sox are twenty three and twenty six mm-hmm. you know. They are playing a very difficult schedule right now, but I, I feel like that's a little excuse-making. They did yep. not play well in Toronto. Now they got to go deal with this very good Rays team. Mike and I always like the Rays. I love Tampa. I got them on the over 90, and they won again yesterday. And uh, they're, they're a formidable team. And and we'll talk about the Cubs in a minute because yes, i got a little comparison for mm-hmm. everybody. But I will say this. Anybody blaming Tony La Russa or the coaching staff, sure, he's made some mistakes. But if I told you at the beginning of the season, Anderson's out, Eloy's out, I started naming off the guys that are going to be out. You're not betting them to win anything. You're not betting the over. No. I mean, you can't lose. I mean, I'll give you the equivalent for the old-timers out there. What the White Sox have lost player-wise from Robert – to Eloy, to Mancada, to now Anderson, is the equivalent of William Sano and Banks being hurt. Yeah. Back in the back in the late sixties, early seventies. If you don't think that matters, I'm sorry. Tony Larusa can only do so much, and then they're pitching. Look, Carmen and I, we may disagree on the catching situation. I wanted McCann to stay because he was an All Star. He had 245 last year. Grandel's never hit over 250 in his life. He he has some power numbers. He likes to walk, but he was two for 14 in the playoffs. I wanted McCann for 30 million less. It was a money deal with me, and he was an All Star. We didn't need to change it. Now McCann's hurt. Maybe he's not hurt if he's with the White Sox. Here's my problem. Grandel was overpaid. 
And and I heard Randy. Randy brought up a pertinent point last week. He goes, Mike, Chris Sale, you might have seen the last of, or the best of Chris Sale. Mm-hmm. Okay? Huh. We made Dallas Keuchel one of the top 20 paid pitchers in baseball. The best of Dallas Keuchel wasn't even with the White Sox. He was about as bad as it gets. So there's been some mistakes made by everyday talent. We're a plotting team. Now that everybody's starting to hit and run, steal bases and bunt, it just looks like a bad situation. And our pitching's just been okay. Grandel pissed me off yesterday. I mean, oh, in the first inning, he can't ba- catch a ball from the outfield. Well, that's that too. But he's I mean, a terrible defensive catcher. Terrible. Ba- but base is loaded. You know, he gets called. I didn't want him looking, and yeah. it's like right. Th- yeah. Come on. I mean, there. I get that you want swing the, the, the bat. Swing the bat. I mean, isn't there such a thing as there's two strikes and I have to protect the plate? Isn't there such a thing as too close? You know to what take? I'm sick of hearing? I mean, it's is, like, come on. Look, look. Ask Devers if he's batting average to the people that think batting average is irrelevant. Let me tell everybody this. Grandell hit 240 last year or something with 62 ribbies. He's got 80 if he hits 270, but he can't. He can't hit that high, and he wants to walk. He can't catch. The biggest thing about him, we paid $70 because he could frame. No, you paid really for his offense. But we didn't need it. We had all these other studs. I mean, sometimes well, that's why Reese McGuire, I'd rather see him catching a big game. And the other thing is they keep putting one of them in the DH role when oh. they only have two catchers. I'm like, if I was going to criticize Tony for one thing, and, and you're right about the injuries, it's hard. But you the lineups win with, are yeah, like they're driving me crazy with some of the lineups. It's like, why are why is one of the catchers the DH? I mean, Reese McGuire I was agree. the DH yesterday. I, I know, know the Vaughn thing is big, and I said last week, if Vaughn's our third best hitter, we're not winning anything. It's and I love Vaughn. But, I mean, we got so many injuries, and, and I just see that, uh, you know what, and Makata is inconsistent. I, he's very, very, very I don't I don't fear him at all when he's up. I don't. Now, tonight, you talk about a lopsided matchup. I mean, oh. Velasquez versus McClanahan, who's, you know, second or third choice for Cy Young in the uh, mm-hmm. AL right now. Tonight's tough. The Sox are a plus 175. Yeah. Money line underdog, Tampa's minus 216. They yeah, got it they, in, they're in tough. Then they come over the Dodgers for crying out loud. Yeah, Tampa, let me tell everybody, they lost their first two to Texas, and then they, they look at each other and they win their next two. Uh, you know, they, they're just, I look at the Cubs, for instance, and I, I got to be honest, I have the Cubs over 74 and a half. I'm still in it. I mean, well, the they Cubs have 22 walk. wins now. Yeah, and I'm going to give everybody this. I saw Contreras in the dugout. I don't know who the coach was. And he's lecturing them. He's looking down at the screen. I never saw that type of teaching with the Cubs in my whole life, where they're in the dugout going over things constantly. And they just seem to be in every game for the most part, the 20 to 5 debacle. Everybody has one of those. Oh, sure. I like the way they're playing their baseball. I, I really enjoy this team. And if you're looking at Bias, folks, what a disaster he's become. Bryant doesn't have a home run, I don't believe. Uh, he does not, and he's hurting again. In Colorado, he's yeah. hurting. Rizzo is uh, hitting about 226. He's got some homers, but uh, the, the Cubs made the right move. They made the right moves, and I'm liking them to. I know Hoyer. I don't know if he's the one that had some Tampa Bay ties, but maybe this is the type of team I like. A team that I still don't know half the players on that I follow. A lot of young guys. That all they do is win. A lot of young guys. So I'm looking forward to watching this Cub team and not looking forward to so much watching my Sox. I'm Cub, being honest. I know. It's tough. Cubs won again yesterday. They beat the Cardinals. Yeah. They've got the Cardinals this weekend. Beat I, Milwaukee twice in a row. They did. How about the season, by the way? And I don't know why we're ever surprised anymore. I love anymore. this Morrell kid. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's the he's, he. 
He's so happy. I've never been that happy in my life, and I've had happy moments. Right. He's been on base. I mean, base. walking around, he's happy. Merck, is he still? Has he been on base in every game he's played? Every game. Morale? That's pretty every incredible. Game, yeah. I like that kind of a start. Uh, by the way, with the Cardinals in town, and I don't know why we're surprised anymore because the guy's just done it for years mm-hmm. and years and years. He is a consistent producer. But uh, Paul Goldschmidt is now third choice to win MVP at 7-1. Going after DiMaggio's record. Well, it's an amazing. He's got a 24-game hitting streak. He's not even halfway there. (laughs) It's incredible. As an Italian-American, I'm hoping it's safe. And that that record will never fall. There's Uh, there's just no way. I know Rose hit 44, and boy, you know what? The ghost of Joe D was sweating. You think know, about, but I don't you, think it's at 44, happen. you're still two weeks away from. I know. Time. I mean, it's something? incredible. How, it, how? And guess what? I think after it was stopped, and Al Rosen made a great play for Cleveland to stop his streak. Oh, I think he won 28 more games it was, after that. It's something crazy like that. It was like another 20 <laughs> games. It's like, are you kidding me? But Paul Goldschmidt is having a year. My Big God. time. Speaking Gold of NL, Glover too. Speaking of NL MVP, uh, Manny's still your favorite, but boy, has Mookie closed the gap because of the May he had. Mookie is now down to four to one. When we did the show a week ago, Mookie was six to one. The week before that, Mookie was like ten to one. Before that, he was out of eighteen. Where's Gold- and Goldschmidt is third. Gold- Goldie's third. He's seven to one. He's. I mean, Goldschmidt's having an unbelievable year. Yeah, he didn't look like the greatest signing from Arizona. He's been unbelievable. He's been unbelievable. It's incredible. He's a heck of a ball player, and uh, you know he's been a great first baseman for a lot of years. So, I mean, I mean, we're seeing a lot of great ba- baseball's been great. I I know attendance in a lot of areas is down uh, right now. There's a lot of issues because of that inflation and everything else. But I've enjoyed uh, watching. I've had t- I got Detroit. They're still they're starting to play better. They've won seven out of their last ten. Yeah. I have them under. I have Boston under. They've been playing on a steady diet of Baltimore and Cincinnati, but they've been losing their games. Tampa looks good to me, and so do the Cubs right now. I'd like to see the All Cubs sudden, playing yeah. some solid ball. Cubs might be, uh, you know, that bet I think they're, they're over still 74 alive. and a yeah. half, Carm. Yeah, it's, that's still alive. It's uh, speaking of uh, futures markets in baseball too, and I'll, I'll toot our horn a little bit here because <laughs> Mike and I. We've been we we like to do this. We've had some success with mm-hmm. this. If you followed it, I mean, Mike and I two Januarys ago were. Said to everybody, hey, why don't you take a look at Nikola Jokic at, yeah, uh, our, at, at one of our 14, 15 to 1 for MVP. But he was a nobody. Now he's won back to back. Last year we gave everybody Bryce Harper for MVP. I yep. had that ticket. We cashed that. We're huge on that. Come October, November. But uh, I'm telling you, man, Nestor Cortez last night in the, he pitched the first game of the doubleheader uh, between the Yankees and the Angels, and the Angels are reeling right now. But um, Nestor Cortez. He go. He works uh, into the seventh again. Uh, seven innings or more in four of his last five starts. Like nobody does that anymore. Nestor Cortez, he could still get it eight to one for Cy Young. And I'm telling you, take a look. He's pitching in New York. He's, uh, you know, why? Well, you how think... about his teammate? What's Cole doing? Cole's I Cole seven to one. Cole seven to one. Cortez is eight to one. He's got a pretty good record. Oh, he's been good. I mean, there's no doubt he's been very good. Cortez is like a sleeper. He's like a Robbie Ray type. He's your sleeper. Out of nowhere. How's Robbie Ray doing? That's well, maybe better now. But Toronto's on a roll right now. Toronto is on a roll. I think they they won won eight eight, nine in a row. row? Eight in a row. I think it is. Yeah, they are on a roll. I love talking baseball. I do too. Man, can I? You never get the best sport, man. There's so many intricacies. You could be the greatest player on earth one week. There's no Michael Jordans. I'm sorry. You could be ten for ten in a week, and then the next week you're like one for 15. Well, look at Trout. I mean, Trout, they've lost eight in a row. He slumped here in the last week yeah. or so. That You're right about that. I'm I mean, done that's... talking about him being the best player in baseball. I don't even – I mean, he's good. He gets hurt a lot, though, and he's going to help. I, I, you brought up Mookie Betts. You brought up Mookie's Goldschmidt. Awesome. I mean, Yelich was the best player in baseball a couple of years ago, I thought, until he hurt his back. 
you know, he had that super year with Milwaukee. By you the way, know. how about Aaron Judge? 19 home runs. Well, 19 I, I, home I keep runs hearing Cup fans wanting him. I, I think, you know what, whoever signs him is going to be in great shape for a long time. It's going to cost you nothing. Uh, I mean, an arm and a leg. Yeah. But, man, if I want to win a world championship, he's got to. I mean, I'm looking at the middle of that Yankee lineup. Stanton's hurt again, I mm-hmm. guess. That happens. But you got to worry about injury with him. That's the only thing with Aaron Judge, and he's been pretty healthy he in has his free agent year. So. He is unbelievable. Yep. What a year he's putting together. By the, by the way, the, uh, if you had the first manager being fired, Joe Girardi, you, you can cash your ticket because he was fired. Wow. Joe Girardi. I'll, I mean, they've really uh, – they've been a disappointment again. They've guys. been off the radar. I don't even pay attention to Philadelphia. I mean, I knew they were struggling. They've been a disappointment again. I mean, Every- Harper's been great. He's got this elbow injury. I mean, he's going to be able to play through it. He's just going to DH. He was out of the lineup. He was scratched on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. They think he'll be back in the lineup tonight. They, they, Segura's they, out now. Segura's out for like eight eight weeks. I, I think, mean, or come on! But they, I mean, they, it's not getting pretty. They can't pitch. They still no, can't. They can't, they, pitch. They can't. And their bullpen can't figure. I it out. I think Joe Girardi's a good manager, but I'm sorry. I mean, in last year, maybe they set the tone, but uh, you know, I don't think you see a lot of. You got name players hurt. Harper, yeah. Segura, you got pitching that suspect. Right, when we come back, Jim Miller's got some ponies for everybody, and we've got best plays for the weekend, so don't go anywhere. It's Carmen, it's Mike, and we are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. You're listening to The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. And during the home stretch on this Friday edition of The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap, Mike North, Carmen DeFalco. Follow Mike on Twitter. He's at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. And it's uh, that time of the show when we get some ponies from one of the best handicappers in the country, the expert handicapper from Hawthorne Racecourse. And he's a multitasker. Not only oh, can yeah. he pick winners for us, he can also manage his son's, is it 12U or 13U? Let's find out. A 13U is even 15, 15. Jimmy's son's getting old. I can't believe time flies. Uh, say hi to Jim Miller, everybody. Jimmy! What up, Jimmy? Boys, all that means is that I'm getting older, too. It's crazy to think I started with him at 8U. We're at 15U 15 right now. 15U, uh, wow. The size of these kids is insane. It, it's nuts watching it, but it's a lot of fun. It, it, it's a very rewarding thing coaching youth, youth baseball You talk players. about thoroughbreds. I mean, these 15-year-old kids now, they look like they're 22. It's crazy, Jimmy. I got kids bigger than me. It's and, and it's insane. I'm not, maybe not height wise, but weight wise, I weigh about 210 pounds. I got a kid about 225 on my team, but hey, it's fun to watch. They're great kids. That's the most important thing. Good kids, good families makes it really rewarding. Joe Girardi's the first manager fired. Have the Phillies contacted you yet about possibly uh, managing the ball club? There's a lot of talent there. I'll happily take yeah, over that job. Right. I wouldn't mind that at any time. I, I, I definitely won't have Yaz batting leadoff if I had, were in that situation. So <laughs> <laughs> we do okay over there. I love it. All right, so what's happening at the track this weekend? Going to be a beautiful weekend for racing, it looks like. Oh, so, so nice. Sunny skies, so fast track, firm turf. We have a lot of turf racing, too, guys. Eight races on the grass this weekend. Stakes races all weekend long. We have about a month left for the thoroughbred season before we head into the harness season. And guys, Belmont's just a week away, so there's so much going on. Yeah, I'm waiting for Rich Strike. I watched Biscuit the other night. I hadn't Love seen it. it for a while. Loved every minute of it. It's like I was seeing it for the first time. And I said to myself, okay, 
this rich strike is one of those horses that could, you know, ream into somebody's imagination. I still think it hurt the momentum, him missing that middle race, no matter what, maybe finishes second, third, maybe we would have been more charged up, but how's everything looking and where's he standing right now as far as uh, being a favorite in that field, Jimmy? I still don't think he's going to be the favorite, guys. I'll be interested to see. Mo Donegal's looking to be in that race. I think that horse will take a lot of action. Ness, who finished second in the Kentucky Oaks, will take a lot of action. I could very easily see Rich Strike being maybe your third or fourth choice in the race. You may still be looking at five or six to one on that horse. And that's something where, again, going a mile and a half, five weeks off in between races. I'm expecting a good effort out of the horse. I wouldn't expect a clunker by any means. We'll just have to see if there's enough pace to chase in that race. We'll get a good preview of that next week as well. Um, all right, Jimmy, we know you're uh, multitasking and you're busy, but you picked some horses for us for the weekend. Where are we putting our money down? Oh, we're staying at Hawthorne again. We had another winner at Hawthorne last weekend, so three horses on Saturday to bet across the board. And race four, bet the seven, Tango City across the board. It was really good on the turf. Race seven, bet the four, recklessness across the board. And then in race eight, this is our stakes race, a 10-to-1 shot, the two-horse, Wildwoods Beauty. Bet that one across the board, and we'll build the bankroll for Belmont. All right, all three races at Hawthorne for Saturday. Race four, the seven-horse, lucky number seven across the board. Race seven, the four-horse across the board. And then tomorrow's stakes race, uh, race number eight, the two-horse across the board. Is that right, Jim? That's right. Let's make some money and win some baseball games. All right, buddy. Have a great weekend. Good luck in the tournament. We'll talk to you next week. You got it, guys. Good luck. There's Jimmy! Our guy, Jim Miller, at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Love yeah, it. Let me remind everybody, I'll have uh, uh, the bonus pick if you're going to get listen to our podcast, which has been getting up plenty early. We oh, thank yeah. Randy Merkin for that and our crew. Uh, Jesse's hosting with you today. Jesse yeah, I mean, Je- your goes off, so me and Jesse today, absolutely. We'll yeah, talk I a lot talked of baseball. to Jesse earlier this week. I talked to him, and I, t- I said I brought up the Jack the Ripper tour. He goes, <laughs> I remember that. I go, so do I. It was such a great story. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, you know, a rich strike to me. I mean, I'm, I'm anxious to watch him run, even though he missed. And if he wins, once again, we're going to be saying, okay, why didn't you just try running him in the Preakness? My God, for a chance at the Triple Crown. But if he wins two out of three, you'd love to own that horse. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, a couple things here before we give yeah. you some best plays uh, that we will. We'll do lightning round here. I just want to throw out a couple of rounds. stats, right? Yeah. Go figure this. The Guardians are playing the Orioles in Baltimore tonight. Which I hate that name, but let's go ahead. Yeah, Guardians and Orioles tonight. Mm -hmm. Uh, Baltimore played last night. They played an extra inning game. Mm -hmm. But uh, go figure this stat. The Baltimore Orioles, ladies and gentlemen, an MLB best 18-8 on the run line at home this year. Now, you have to lay 140 to get the run and a half against Bieber and the mm-hmm. Guardians, but maybe mm-hmm. something to think about considering how well they have played at home in that situation. You know what? People are saying they're a year away. People are saying the Baltimore Orioles are a year away, but people were saying the Tigers were the same. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sort of leery of that, but I, they, they do play. They, they've got a lot of talent. I'm not a, a fan of talent. their manager. He sat there through the bad times. He ne- You know what I mean? Uh, but I, I don't see it. I don't. I don't think they have enough players, enough good name players, anybody. If Rushman, like, is as good as everybody thinks. He's supposed to be the catcher. That'll help, you know, and they've got some talent, obviously, still in the minor leagues. Torkelson playing better as a rookie for Detroit. Yeah, a little bit. Had a couple three-hit games, you know, but uh, really, I mean, it's hard to predict in this day and age which team is the next big uh, up-and-comer. I mean, we thought the Cubs... I mean, when I look at what happened to the 2016 Cubs after 2016, even if they made the playoffs, it's tragic. Yeah. 
It's I like know. they didn't ever existed. Well, it's 50, like they're gone. 15, they're playing 16, on different 17 teams. was some kind of run. It really was. It but was it, a good yeah. run, but it wasn't the run we expected. We thought it would go longer. So hard in baseball. It is. I mean, no um, doubt. Another run line stat for you. The uh, Diamondbacks are in Pittsburgh for the week. How about the Pirates just swept the Sweeping Dodgers? Sweeping the Dodgers. Go figure. Oh. The Pirates are at home tonight, minus 105. Uh, D-backs minus 115 on the money line. But Arizona is 15-7 and seven on the run line on the road this season. So you can get plus 150, minus a run and a half in that game. I mentioned this earlier. We've got uh, Lightning Rangers game two of that series tonight. The Rangers up 1-0 in the conference finals. I hardly watched any hockey. I feel so bad. Do you know that the Rangers are 7-1 and one straight up in the Garden in the postseason? The only loss which, was the which, first game, a 4-3 overtime and loss. And the Rangers the are known for this type of thing. They're playing great right now, Mike. They and, really are. And Luke are. was right about that coach. Here, he's great, and the goalies play great. Here's an amazing stat for everybody, though. While the Rangers are 7-1 and one straight up at home in the Garden, uh, they are a plus-110 underdog. Go figure. The Lightning in Game 2 are minus-130. Well, the, they're pedigree. The, and you nailed it. The Lightning have not lost back-to-back games this postseason. And, in fact, the Tampa Bay Lightning, you guys, the last 18 playoff losses have been followed by a victory going back to their first Stanley Cup run in 2020. How about that? The last 18 have been followed by a victory. So something to think about for tonight. Tampa's Absolutely. even money to come back and win the series. It's wow. a t- yeah, it, yeah, and you know what? That's going to end sooner or later. But you just hope if you go with the Lightning, that doesn't end tonight. It's amazing. All right, let's yep. give some best plays, Mike. What do we like? You know, in honor of my wife being out of town and me being a lost man, I said, I'll, I'll pick a couple lost baseball teams, okay, for the see. <laughs> I love you it. Know, and I will be on later on with Jesse and, and, and Carm uh, at 148 with some more. But uh, when I think lost, I think of the Washington Nationals now. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are, Good call. I mean, 18 <laughs> and 35. Uh, seems a long time ago that they Good that call. they won it all, doesn't it? Yeah. And when I think of equally lost, oh yeah, with Detroit on my, I bet a lot of bad baseball teams. So I watch I watch a lot of bad baseball. It's not just the White Sox and and Cubs folks that are playing bad at, at times. There's a lot of teams. How about the Reds tonight? Eighteen and thirty-two. Now, you got a guy named Josiah Gray mm-hmm. at five and four, five point zero eight ERA, and then you got Mike Miner who's been hurt. Coming back from an injury, the over/under right now is nine and a half. Um, let me see what the odds are. I think that the odds I had them earlier. Let me find them here real quick. But but uh, Cincinnati's favored minus one thirty. Minus one thirty. Yep. I'm going to take Washington plus the one and a half at minus one seventy five. So okay. I'll take a, a beating if I if I if I lose this. They gotta. Uh, in other words, Cincinnati's got to beat them by two. I'm taking Washington plus the one and a half, and I'm taking the under nine and a half in this ball game. Under nine and a half, and then the That's Nats it. on the run line minus right. the one seventy five. All right, you I like got it, it, my friend. And how about you? I'm going to give a game for tomorrow. We won with a hockey game last week. We're going to try to hit another one. This is the Saturday game as the series shifts to Edmonton. The last hope for Canada again. One team left. They haven't won a cup as a as a country since the Canadians in '93. The Oilers down 2-0 after getting blanked last night. I think they'll come back and play better, especially after the way McDavid was talking post-game last night. A lot of goals in this series. I'll stay away from the total, even though I think it might go over seven, but I'll play the Oilers' money line plus 105 tomorrow. Nice. The Edmonton Oilers. Let's go Oilers. Bounce back time. All right. Anything else, my friend? I think that's it. All right, then. We we only have one more man to turn to. What about Randy? Randy, what do you think? Let's go Warriors minus four. Warriors minus four on Sunday. Awesome. Randy's live. 
locking it in. All Pure right. and simple. I like that pick. Let's go. Thanks to Randy Merkin and Jake Cantu, as always, for helping yep. out producing the show and getting the podcast up. And thank you to Jim Miller and Luke Pergandy. Everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy the beautiful weather. Happy wagering. And we'll do it again next week, Mike. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.